that special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's Well, good afternoon. It's Carol Stanley here with that special touch of God's excellence in you. And as always, it's just a delight to be with you this afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time all over the globe. You know what? You can listen into this station, KLAY1180.com, anywhere on the planet. And we're here. We're here for you. you. If you're in the greater Seattle area, local area, you can listen to 1180 on your AM dial. But you can just, you know, grab your device and go to klay1180.com and you'll just, just no problem. And if you have missed any of the shows and want to pick any of them up, go to voiceperformancecoach.com and just scroll down till you hit the KLAY and all of the previously recorded sessions are there there for you. So anyway, I encourage you to hang with us, grab your cup of hot tea or cold tea, whatever floats your boat this lovely uh, September 16, and join us. Just snuggle up to the device or radio and, and enjoy today with us. You will be so blessed because I have Senator Mark Malosha in studio today, and we're going to talk. You're going to really want to hear from him because you want to know what's really going on in this greater Seattle area and in the state of Washington. You're going to want to know his heart, his his knowledge base, and what he is wanting to continue to do for our good and our benefit in the future. So stay tuned. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm going to share with you today's Jesus calling, as I do every Sunday. And this is what Jesus says to us today. I designed you to live in union with me. This union does not negate who you are. It actually makes you more fully yourself. When you try to live independently of me, you experience emptiness and dissatisfaction. You may gain the world, the whole world, and yet lose everything that really counts. Find fulfillment through living close to me, yielding to my purposes for you. Though I may lead you along paths that feel alien to you, trust that I know what I'm doing. If you follow me wholeheartedly, you will, you will discover facets of yourself that were previously hidden. I know you intimately, far better than you know yourself. In union with me, you are complete. In closeness to me, you are transformed more and more into the one I designed you to be. I love those lines because it's so true. The more we recognize who we are in Christ, oh my goodness, it, it changes everything, you know. And you can discover so much through prayer. I want to read to you the scriptures that uh, Sarah Young took for today's reading. They're from Mark eight thirty six, which says this, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? So true, right? And this is Psalm 139, 13 through 16, one of my absolute favorites. For you created, you God, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. I love that psalm because it truly, he knew us in our mother's womb before we were born, and he had great plans for you and me. It's just so incredible to know that and to really feel and feel it pumping through every fiber of your being, right? And then 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18 says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, we are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. You know, we are, and it's it's in my new book, certainly, but we are all spirit, mind, body, and even science proves this out, that spirit and, and who you allow to drive your spirit. Of course, I believe you should really trust the Lord Jesus because then you're connected to God and you can <clears throat> truly have his spirit driving you because it'll drive your mind and your mind drives your brain, which drives your body, and they all interact. It's a fabulous circle, if you will. And so it's so important that we do trust the Spirit of God. And I want to talk to you for just a couple of minutes about prayer and about thankfulness. I've been on a journey all week with some friends to just wake up and and read, be, be in touch with. You know, I read Jesus Calling every morning, but I also will go on into more scriptures and just really spend some time with the Lord and then write what I'm thankful about and then speak it out loud because what you speak out loud goes back into your subconscious in a very powerful way and helps to drive you in a healthy way. So what Dr. Uh, Emerson Egrich says, I just love this article, so I wanted to share some of it with you. Are these, excuse me, are there events so horrifying and giving thanks seems foolish or impossible? Yes, I'm going to answer that. Consider this scenario. Some friends told me of an extraordinary worship service in Uganda among Ugandan Christians. Though they had been living in the midst of real evil and suffering, including genocide, <clears throat> the worship leader requested everyone to, quote, give thanks to God for all that we have, unquote. The group then participated in a kind of spirited worship African believers are known for and which can shame many of us. They were dancing about and thanking God for all that they had, which by our standards fell far below poverty line. Then the leader caught the American group off guard. Quote, okay, now let's really worship and thank God for what we do not have. Unquote. The Ugandans escalated their thanksgiving and praise. My friends were stunned at the deep spirituality. Yes, God is honored when we fill the moment of our need with the power of praise to him. And I just love that. Uh, Paul instructs us, right? Give thanks in everything. And those Ugandan Christians were certainly doing that. How many of us, you know, we wake up and we are feeling less than great. This morning was one of those for me. And I'm so glad I went to church because I was so, I was so challenged in a good way. And really, you know, the Lord's presence just brought me right out of my 
crap. <laughs> There's no other way to say that. I woke up just, you know, kind of, we do this sometimes, right? We just wake up in the pits. And the truth is, God is there with us. We don't need to be in the pits. And the thing is, when you start thanking him for what you have and for what you don't have, changes everything, changes everything. <clears throat> you start to literally, your spirit drives your mind, right? So as you mindfully choose to thank him and praise him, what happens is your brain is affected in a positive way and your body, you feel it physiologically lift you. Your whole body shifts and changes for, for good. And I love that. Uh, our pastor, I know this morning, really <clears throat> preached a great message around, <clears throat> excuse me, the prayer of Jabez. And the prayer of Jabez is right smack dab in the middle of begats in Chronicles. In First Chronicles 4, uh, 9 and 10, and 10 says this, Oh, that you would bless me, God, indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Now you have to understand, Jabez was born into the world, and his mother named him Jabez because he was born in pain. So how would you like to go through life with your name meaning pain, <laughs> that you caused your mom pain? Many of us do as we grow up, right? Many of us, uh, we're lucky we lived through teen years. Ah, but at any rate, that's a joke, guys. But <clears throat> it's so important that we that we pray really for God's blessing, his blessing indeed. The word indeed really means like five exclamations attached to that. Bless me, Lord, indeed. You know, it's just, wow. And we want to pray because God, God blesses us through us, not... He, he wants to bless through us more than to us. It's like you are, a, you are blessed to be a blessing. And the word blessing is from uh, the original, which is Barak, B-A-R-A-K. And it means God stoops down to make me great in his name. I love that. So, and we want to pray for influence. Enlarge my territory, Lord. Influence. He, you cannot hope until you know why you are here. Pray for God's presence. You want his hand on you and around you to bring you through, right? And you want to pray for his protection. Keep me from harm that I may not bring pain or, or harm to anyone. Lord, I ask all this because I do not want to cause pain for anybody, right? We just want to be blessed to be a blessing because he, he wants to work through us. And the prayer of Jabez, I want to pray it over you one more time. Oh, that you would bless everyone listening today. Bless them indeed, Lord, and enlarge their territory, that your hand would be with them, and that you would keep them from evil and not cause pain. I pray that in the Lord Jesus' name, on your behalf, because I believe in you. We're here, we're all friends, and we're going to take a quick break and come right back with Senator Mark Melosha. So snuggle up. Touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you.
Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. Catherine listens and guides you in developing a personal and financial plan that reflects your values and goals. And she is easy to talk with. Contact Catherine Evans at kevans at strategicsoundsolutions.com or call her at 253-861-2959. Again, that's kevans at strategicsoundsolutions.com or call her at 253-861-2959. Have you ever heard that sales is a numbers game and that in order to get more yeses, you have to get more noes? I am Carol Stanley, and I teach business owners how to increase their sales up to 300% with our program called Bank. If you're ready to turn those no's to yeses and make more money in less time, then come and talk to me. I'm Carol Stanley. You can reach me at carol at voiceperformancecoach.com or call me at 253-951-3879. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch Well, we're back, and I hope you're all got your tea all warmed up or cooled down, whichever is your preference, and that you're ready to hear some great things. We have in studio today Senator Mark Melosha. And something that I just love about Mark, I mean, there's so many things because I just he's such a man of integrity family and family values. But Mark fought to cut property taxes and car tabs. He fully funds, he fully, he, he, it's helped 100% to fund schools and make government more accountable. He is, he's one of the most, um, what, reliable is one of the words that come to mind, uh, senators that I have ever had the privilege to get to know. His priority certainly are family and community, and he believes in the integrity and honesty and accountability that we all can work together and make things happen. Mark, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Carol. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you rock, dude. <laughs> oh, very, very kind. <laughs> well, it's just true. You know, I, I've had the, the privilege of uh, talking with you before on the radio, and it was just such a joy to get to know the man, the man of integrity, the man of Christian value. Of he, you, just you love people, and you you have been such a servant. And I was just sharing with you, if if people out there knew what you as a candidate have to go through just to win their vote, you know what? You are so to be admired because. Truth be known, most of us would no way step up to what you have to do. You have how many how many doors have you knocked on right now? Well, right now, as of uh, yesterday, twelve thousand and eleven doors wow. this year. Wow! 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 How many of us would be knocking on in a genuine, heartfelt way, talking with people, finding out what is important to them? 
12,011, right? You're absolutely right. When you go to yes. somebody's door, they'll tell you what's on their mind. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and truly, you know, I know I've always appreciated the fact that you started years ago when you were um, even, yeah, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. You were, you were running and you were, you actually made all of the ones in Federal Way, I know, aware that how powerful and important standing on the street corner with a sign letting everybody know you're out there you're a servant that's that's right um i uh, in fact i back when i first started i wasn't able to raise any money so i thought i'll be a living billboard out there and i picked the most visible spot in town i stood there for 12 to 16 hours a day i can remember just trying to get people's attention and and soon enough people stop stop by wanting to chat giving me donuts, coffee, and just more telling me they appreciated me being visible and open. Yes, and you've always been that. I dearly, dearly love the fact that you actually, you even, I love this about you, because of your integrity and because of your values, excuse me, you actually went from Democratic side of things to Republican because of your value system. Uh, that's correct. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, the Democratic Party has moved been slowly to the left and started throwing litmus tests after litmus tests. And me being a, a pro-life, uh, pro-family Christian, obviously that was something that's part of me, part of my faith. Yes. And so the party, the Democratic Party, basically said you had to change those positions in order to get support. And it's like I can't give up. Uh, my faith. No. Uh, just what you, the quote you said earlier from scripture, will you give up the whole world? Uh, uh, will you gain the whole world, but give up your soul? I wasn't ready to give up my soul for some worldly uh, higher office. Right. And um, so now I'm a Republican where they're more accepting of folks uh, with Christian values. Which is so great. <clears throat> it really is. Because again, it's about our value system. We believe in, in, we were talking about this before, Mark, where, you know, instead of the priests and the pastors being on the, you know, on the line, if you will, to share the truth of Jesus Christ and, and the value system that Jesus gave us. Oh, my goodness. He gave us family values. He gave us uh, every every good thing you can think of comes out of Scripture, right? <clears throat> comes out of what Jesus gave us. And uh, it's our job. It's our job. And you have so exemplified that by being such an incredible servant. Jesus's idea of servant was to be to be a good leader, you got to be a servant leader, and you so exemplify that. I just, like I say, I have deeply appreciated who you are and getting to know. So tell me a little, tell our viewers, our view. I say viewers here. You, you can't see us, but you can sure hear us. Tell our audience how you came into public service. Like, what, what is your background? Well, I grew up in uh, New York City, and um, at 17, I left to join the Air Force, went to the Air Force Academy uh, in in Colorado Springs, for those of you who uh, don't know where that's located, uh, and graduated, and and the day I graduated from the Air Force Academy, four hours later, I rushed down to the the local church and married Michelle. I love it. Wow. That that was uh, 38 years, three months, and 19 days ago. Oh, I Uh, love it. uh, Every... (laughs) Everybody uh, should count their blessings. This yes. is how I count my blessings, uh, how many days I've been married to Michelle. And uh, everything I am, Carol, frankly, is because I've had Michelle at my side. Yeah, and she's a love. I just, yeah, I appreciate both of you so much. 
absolutely in good times and bad she's been with me and uh and so i end up flying uh, uh airplanes for uh uh for the air force and got involved in contract management and audits and accountability running different uh high uh, uh priority uh, air force programs uh procurement programs but then i had a a crisis of conscience, would you might say. I started reading scripture and getting involved in some uh, uh, Bible studies, and all of a sudden I realized I wasn't following the life of Jesus Christ, of what, what scripture was actually saying. So I felt this tugging on my heart. Mm. You know, I had other parties, you know, money, fame, power, yeah. you know, the, the seed like the world describes as a seed versus what Jesus and, mm-hmm. and what's, what is said in scripture, how a person should live and follow and believe. And um, finally, I started doing what everybody in crisis started doing. I started praying for God's help to decide me what to do. It took me about two years, um, Carol, but frankly, then I just had a, a religious awakening. As a Catholic, we don't talk about uh, a born-again experience, but it was a religious awakening that hit me suddenly like a lav- uh, an avalanche. I ran to my you com- were born again. Dude. Yes, I ran to my my colonel's office and I says, "Hey, Jesus wants me to love my neighbor. I'm not going to serve him 24/7. Follow Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm only going to work in a church or a charity to serve God." And um, he was sort of shocked. Um, my wife was shocked when I told her three hours later that I just quit the air force, even though she was eight months pregnant. And uh, but I said, "God's going to take care." You're lucky you're alive, yes. dude. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, yes, I am. Michelle, again, I told you oh. uh, what a. Wonderful, wonderful lady, wonderful, and yes. uh, she stood with me as um, I was unemployed for 14 months because I was, I was really wanted to find a job where I was serving Jesus Christ, and I ended up getting a job at Goodwill Industries here locally in Tacoma, uh, where I'm helping individuals with disability um, make a better life for themselves, and uh, and started getting involved with my church. Before it was just I was sort of a, just a lazy day, uh, occasionally show up at church, and now it was part of my religion. My yeah, yeah, faith, yeah. and and I uh, and and the power of scripture and prayer and being with fellow believers to find out how we can make our society better, how we transform this culture to follow the values of Jesus Christ. And that's what's so wonderful when you know the Lord. You you know it's it just it comes rolling out of you. You cannot help but want to gather with others to make things better, because God's Spirit is driving you, right? He drives you and. And it's just a wonderful thing. But it's like you cannot not do it. You cannot not serve. You cannot not make a difference. Try and make a difference. Yeah. But um, but absolutely. But I must say it, it took me a while because I had a lot of quote-unquote sins and bad behaviors and minor vices I had to straighten out uh, uh, in my life, you know, <clears throat> to fully transform. And it took years of prayer and, and again, fellowship. The more you hang around in prayer and fellowship, the better you become, the more disciplined you become to throw away those old, horrible habits that you had. Absolutely, because, you know, we've all got them. We've all got, we're all schmucks, Mark, because I like to say that. We're all sinners, yes. We're all schmucks, and we need the Lord, but we need each other. And God said, don't neglect gathering together. Yes. And because we're there to... We're there to encourage each other, to help each other grow, and and release each other out into the world to be full on who we're supposed to be, to make a difference, to make a difference in this world. Absolutely. And once yeah. you start that journey, especially trying to be a, a, a public follower of Jesus Christ, you will have forces aligned against you, oh, offering you temptations. And I can yep. tell you this happens in yep. politics all the time. So you need that prayer and fellowship. Yes. That you need that reinforcement so you don't fall off 
the path, you know. Right. So you don't fall off a cliff because we're all on the edge of that cliff all the time. All the time. Whether you, we, we realize it or not. I can remember years ago playing a part, uh, you know, a lead part, Broadway lead uh, if you will, in Music Man, I was mirroring the librarian. And I remember thinking, you know, oh, hey, you know, there is nothing, nothing's going to go haywire here. And I remember, but I remember, um, you know, when there is a kiss on stage and so forth. And I remember thinking, ooh, you know what? Other than the fact that I know who I am in Christ and I am married and I love my husband, that could have been a strong temptation, but it, it made a, it made me strongly aware that I am just as vulnerable as anybody, you know, and to be on guard, pay attention, and pray myself through that part, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly right. And mm-hmm. um, and 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 you all have seen the politicians who profess to be a followers of Jesus and they come fall short. You know, that's why you always yeah. got to be in guard and, and be yes. part of uh, uh, prayer and reading scripture and those small groups where yes. you're reinforcing each other on what, how to live right and wrong. And and yeah. uh, and uh, because if you don't do that, then you're vulnerable to these you're influences. Extremely vulnerable. And you just see it, see the headlines well, going you, on right Yeah, now. you see you see pastors falling Pastors victim. and bishops see, and cardinals yeah, yeah, now yeah. falling oh horribly goodness. short. And um, so you have to you have to live a life of prayer. Yes, and you know what? It goes right back to what we started with that living a life of prayer and thanksgiving. But it also helps us to realize it isn't the priest's job. It isn't the pastor's job. It's our job. It is our and job. And when we see priests falling short, we see pastors falling short. We see this. It makes us even more aware, rather than it rattling our cage of our faith, we should be standing up because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And it's our job to stand in that faith and lift up and help pastors that are struggling because they're just human like us. They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like we do. And that we are there, we need to be there to really lift and help each other. Absolutely. So important. All of us have tremendous talents and energy yes. and drive. And so we need to be out there and we shouldn't outsource, you know, evangelization or spreading good news to the pastors or to clergy, no, whatever it's it is. our job. That's our job. That's yes, right. I love that about you. Oh, it's so great. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break and come right back with Senator Mark Melosha. Don't miss a second. of God's excellence in you, that special touch of God's excellence in you. Have you ever heard that sales is a numbers game and that in order to get more yeses, you have to get more noes? I am Carol Stanley, and I teach business owners how to increase their sales up to 300% with our program called Bank. If you're ready to turn those no's to yeses and make more money in less time, then come and talk to me. I'm Carol Stanley. You can reach me at carol at voiceperformancecoach.com or call me at 253-951-3879. Catherine listens and guides you in developing a personal and financial plan that reflects your values and goals. And she is easy to talk with. Contact Catherine Evans at kevans at strategic sound solutions.com or call her at 253-861-2959. 
Again, that's Kay Evans at strategicsoundsolutions.com or call her at 253-861-2959. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Special touch of God's excellence in you. That's well, we're back and we're we've been having a wonderful conversation with Senator Mark Melosha, who is uh, here to just share who he is and to ask for your vote in November. It's so important that again we understand who these precious people are who are serving us so greatly and, and diligently and that we support them. And I tell you, if if you carry even a fraction of the values that Mark Melosha has, you gotta go vote. You've got to get out and vote for this man. He is he is truly the servant you want on your side because of who he is and his value system. And I just I wanna uh I want to mention also uh Catherine Evans, you've just got to call her, and uh, if you need any any at all help with any insurances, call Catherine. She's wonderful. And so listen to the next um, commercial in 15 minutes and gather her information because you've got to call Catherine. She's wonderful. She'll be back on the show in the next week or two. And then also I'm, I'm going to unapologetically share my next conference with you. It's October 27 at Family Life Church, Family Life um, Community Church in Federal Way. And you'll hear more about that in coming weeks. But I want you to plan to be there. It's 830 in the morning to 5 p.m. at night, and it's screaming deal. So anyway, back with Mark. Mark, thank you so much. I again, I appreciate so much your background, your value system, everything about you. And I want, I, again, I've wanted you to be on today because I want listeners to understand the, the that it's in our hands, it's in our hands, the voters, to be sure that we have really viable, solid people in the position of senator. So tell us what's going on in Seattle with these injection sites. I mean, that's been in the news. Tell us what's going on. Um, thank you, Carol. I've been involved in this issue now for almost three years. I used to be involved, ran a mental health agency for a short time. and uh, But right now, unfortunately, in our country, we have this movement here to legalize drugs. It started with marijuana. And now we have what they call these uh, safe injection sites. Actually, they're unsafe uh, heroin sites where people can yeah. go there and take drugs, meth, cocaine, uh, heroin under the safe supervision of a nurse, nurse or other healthcare uh, uh, yeah, official. Yeah, safe, quote unquote. But exactly. it's not. It's not safe. It's not safe. Uh, what? Well, you are safe in there while you're actually uh, theoretically shooting up. What it does is it takes the next big step to legalizing heroin and mm. decriminalizing 
the whole drug trade. That's what happened in Vancouver, British Columbia. And they have a place now where the death rate is four times higher. Encouraging folks to take drugs just means more people take drugs and overdose and die. die. Yeah. And um, so this movement started in Canada and in Europe, has now reached the United, uh, United States. It's temporarily on hold because, thankfully, uh, uh, President Trump's uh, just uh, Justice Department has said they will prosecute folks who, who uh, do this. But, but that's why there is an effort in our state to put it in state law. We don't want this here in Washington state. No, we sure uh, don't. We, uh, no. Right now, uh, it, it may happen in C at Seattle still. We'll see. Uh, they're still reviewing their options. Um, but I am pushing a, a state law to make sure it, it doesn't happen. And there's an initiative that hopefully will be on the ballot next year so that that this will not happen. But this is a drastic change to our, uh, all our drug laws. Mm. It, and anybody um, wanting to go into drug treatment, how do you how do you stay clean and sober if drugs are sold openly in the streets, if, if it's being promoted by the government? What do you say to your children? Yeah. When the government, your tax dollars are spent assisting folks to take crack cocaine or, 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 or meth or shoot up heroin. Um, Seattle's gone so uh, in this wrong direction where they're banning straws and now giving out free needles. Now they're going to enable you <laughs> to shoot up there um, in public using state resources. I know. It's like, you know, we've gotten so, quote unquote, so open-minded our brains have fallen out. Is, is what I like to say. Because, again, if you step back and use common sense at all, this is so nuts. It is so nuts. Again, banning straws and yet trying to uh, help heroin addicts, et cetera, shoot up. Holy and, cow. And just the one uh, – and I tell you, this re reaches to other issues. Because uh, we've allowed this uh, drug culture to thrive and grow, the amount of homeless who are addicted yes, to drugs yes. has skyrocketed in these jungles that you see – intent encampments all over wow. and we've attracted individuals from all over the country because we have these loose laws about enforcement and people can put their tent wherever you are and we're not encouraging folks to go into any sort of treatment so we have an explosion of petty crime drug crime crime in neighborhoods and cities it started in seattle now it's come down to south king county to the neighboring counties in the homish and pierce county and right. we've lost control now of the streets and the woodlands right now and it's all connected to our our our, our laissez-faire attitude toward drugs and what i call basic righteous living and behaviors right so mark what can what can you do as a senator what can we do as the people of this state to help other than obviously elect you but what you know what can you do as a senator that believes that this is a vile thing, right? Because it is. But what, what can you do as a senator? Well, um, at, as a senator, I'm somewhat limited by the, uh, the number of senators who also share my values. Right, right. But unfortunately, as you see in the last five to ten years, we had this uh, movement in our culture, which is so far to the left and so, I guess, away from basic Christian values, that that's starting to dominate our culture. And I see, and I've been down in Olympia for 20 years, less and less um, elected officials, what I would say, who have embraced Christian values um, in their policy making. And this new sort of values of uh, called eat, drink, and be merry, you know, from Scripture, yeah. or sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, and, yeah. And so, so it... I've have less power now than I did 10 years ago with like-minded elected officials. So that's why it's incumbent for us to change this culture yeah, uh, from yeah. the direction it's going. And unless we change the culture, unless Christians start spreading the good news yep. to their neighbors, to their yep. community and say, "No, no, there's a right way to live." Right. 
versus the wrong way to live. But this culture has now taken over our colleges and universities and the media, and uh, now it's working on the school systems. And, uh, and, if, and they're the ones teaching the next generation this, what I call, wrong behaviors. Yeah. And, so, and, that, and, and the elected officials follow the majority. So if, unless we reverse this trend, you know, I don't see it, um, uh, us being uh, uh, living in a, in, a, in, a, uh, in a state that can reverse this, this, the danger that we're in. So yeah, it's up really, for all of us. Yeah, it's up for all of us to, to do things to help, again, make the difference. One of the things certainly we can do is vote for you, vote for the other people in our communities that are Republican, because in general, the Republicans stand for more Christian values. I mean, you have to look at the man or the woman, right? But Absolutely. You have to look at the, at the individual, certainly. But in general... Uh, you know, if you're looking for somebody that can stand uh, for, you know, Christian values, if you will, because, again, the values are there. God gave us these things because he knows what's good for us, what will make us truly happy and healthy. And, you know, the, the like you say, the drugs and rock and roll, uh, drug sex and rock and roll is not is not going to serve us, is not going to help us, is not going to make us happy. In fact, it's going to tear us down. Absolutely, yeah. Carol. I mean, the, the mandate is just what uh, Jesus said uh, to his disciples. Go out two by two. Yep. Go out, uh, change the culture. Talk to your neighbors. Yes. Be aware of what are the important issues and really try to bring people back to God. Right. That's what it's all about. And if you that you don't do that, then who will? Who will? That's who right. Who will? And then that's right. And 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 the more people we change, then we'll start getting elected officials who also represent your values. Right. He'll pass laws that represent and follow your own values. But if the other side is doing all the conversions, yeah. you know, like the Pied Piper stealing our children away from us. And so, it's scary to think that politicians in general tend to follow the nonsense as opposed to good righteousness, if you will. That's, that's right. And, and, and if every year there's less and less Christians out there, you can tell you which way the politicians will be voting. Yeah. Wow. That's scary as heck. So t- talk to talk to our listeners today also about what's on what's on the line. Again, electing you versus, you know, anybody else. Uh, what's on the line for taxes? The mentality of the other side is just, oh, my gosh. Everything is about taxes going up. Absolutely. Well, Carol, I'm a believer in social justice, but it's Christian social justice as opposed to the way it's being taught out there in the world. It's not about you know giving folks money or or and um, and saying good luck. It's about changing a person's life uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know that old saying: you know, give a person the fish, you feed them for a day. Teach them to fish, you you, you feed them for a lifetime. Them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all our human service programs right now. Are, are dysfunctional. They're getting people enabled and hooked onto what I call mm-hmm. government and, and improper bad behavior. And so, uh, and, and again, that's why we see a deterioration in our homeless and housing programs and in our mental health and, and, and welfare and, and child support. All these things are all linked back. And there's one philosophy that says, oh, we just solve it with money. More money in these dysfunctional programs no. that don't work. Well, it hasn't worked so far. It Look at all worked. the money Seattle has put towards homelessness, and what have they done? Zero. Zero. We've increased the amount of money for homelessness by uh, almost doubled in 10 years, and homelessness is going up. Wait, wait a second. It shouldn't work that way because our programs are dysfunctional. They're actually yep. teaching the homeless the wrong 
values and behaviors. Yep. So we have it's not a question of money anymore. No. You know, we're not don't grade your politician how much taxes they're gonna raise or how much they're gonna put for a program, but whether the programs are working or not. And the programs are they're living by the working. values you know that work. That's right. The and the the ones that they've put in place with lots of money that we've paid for aren't working. Aren't it's working. Not working. And at things all. coming up like the carbon tax. Oh uh, my gosh. Uh, Talk uh, to uh, that. Again, another Perfect example. Yes, we have to do something to reduce CO2 uh, in the atmosphere, climate change, but taxing that to fund programs that are just patronage jobs, um, when even no. mainstream uh, environmental groups and, and labor groups are saying this is just a boondoggle, it's just raising taxes for the sake of raising, raising taxes. taxes, that's just virtue signaling. That doesn't do anything. So that's why government has got to start working on getting results rather than just spending money as the scorecard about whether things are working or not. And that boondoggle that's on the, uh, 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 on the uh, ballot this year is something that will raise taxes from 30 cents and it'll literally double gas tax here within 10 years for what? It's not going to change CO2 not gonna in the change atmosphere. Anything. Nope. So, so again, let's have programs that actually address problems, one that just burn money, your well, hard-earned money. Well, and isn't that uh, the the tax proposal, if you will, through what's the name? What's the uh, number of that bill? I forgot. Oh yeah, the top I, of my head. I never thirteen. Is it thirteen sixty one? I never remember the. the well, take a look, people. <laughs> I will too. Anyway, uh, that carbon tax increase. Is will if if that if that passes, it will be the largest, will it not, increase in history? Exactly, and it'll never stop growing. And, oh, and it's gosh. not locked linked to like I said any results at all. And that's why you said even left of center groups are opposed to this this wow. bill. Wow, 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 wow. We're gonna take another quick break on that wow and have you think about that, and we'll come right back with Senator Mark Melosha. Special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Catherine listens and guides you in developing a personal and financial plan that reflects your values and goals. And she is easy to talk with. Contact Katherine Evans at kevans at strategicsoundsolutions.com or call her at 253-861-2959. Again, that's kevans at strategicsoundsolutions.com or call her at 253-861-2959. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more? How to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. Have you ever heard that sales is a numbers game and that in order to get more yeses, you have to get more noes? I am Carol Stanley, and I teach business owners how to increase their sales up to 300% with our program called Bank. If you're ready to turn those no's to yeses and make more money in less time, then come and talk to me. I'm Carol Stanley. You can reach me at carol at voiceperformancecoach.com or call me at 253-51-3879. 
that special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch. Well, we're back this afternoon with Senator Mark Melosha. And I hope you've been listening to the whole program because he's brought up some incredible points of what we're facing in this greater uh, Seattle area and in the state and statewide. Oh my goodness. And, and country culture wise, geez. Anyway. And I want you to know, of course, I have very strong opinions and I express them, but they are my opinion. And if for whatever that means, right, the, the facts are the facts and you just have to look at those as well as people's strong opinions to, to get it figured out. The carbon tax being presented, Mark, if isn't this correct, is will literally be the largest in increase in history, continue to go up and serve no purpose. Um, it's not predicated on getting any results. Yeah. So uh, no results so, attached so, to it. And it'll be like uh, what they say is sort of link it to how sound transit is. Well, uh. be, all the money will be spent by this big bureaucracy with little accountability at all. And so if 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 you're looking for a a, a bill to reduce uh, carbon emissions, this is not the vehicle. This will just make you feel the pain in the pocketbook. You know, every time you fill up your car or you you uh, gas your uh, uh, you use your gas in your house for heating. But mm. as far as getting results, no, it, they have to go back and get something that is actually get results and isn't dealing with other problems like tax reform or, or, mm. or other uh, issues. Yeah. Like you say, there's no real results attached to it, and that's dangerous always. And again, we have a good example in sound transit. Look at all the money that's been spent and look at the fact that we aren't getting squat. <laughs> Not really. Not really. Not for all that's been spent. Um, I want to talk for a moment, again, we've been talking about taxes, and the Democratic side of things, the Democratic viewpoint is raise taxes, raise taxes, raise taxes, and not always with result mind uh, mindset. And so the car tabs, tell me a little bit about what you know there. Well, the car tabs, as you know, has went up greatly here to yes, fund yes. Sound Transit's um, projects and their whole um, – what I call debacle, a, I'm going to call uh, it. Agenda. A debacle is, an, is, a, is, <laughs> is, in fact, a better word. Um, as you know, uh, they just passed uh, an initiative a couple years back, and now they're already 25% overrun. Nobody's Good. been fired. Uh, it came out of the blue, so to speak, uh, about this huge cost overrun. And, uh, and, and this just shows you how out of touch they are with proper management procedures or even listening to the views of the public. I know my voters in my district here in South King County are extremely upset about it, the car tabs, and they refuse to do anything about reducing and go to an even more fair valuation of how the cars are taxed. People have seen $300, 500 $600 increases in their tabs to fund something they really don't use or want. And then uh, wow. you look at the management where they're throwing million-dollar parties or they don't listen to the voters in the different regions. So it's a sort of a – it has a reputation of an out-of-control, out-of-touch agency who's just spending money uh, like a drunken sailor, so to speak. Yeah, and, um, wow. And so what do we do? <laughs> well, we need change in leadership and change in direction. Right. So, again, I'm going to encourage you, the listener – 
plan to vote. The minute, the minute that the <clears throat> ballots drop, I want you to go through and I want you to mark Mark Melosha's name to reelect him as senator because he stands for really solid values. And <clears throat> the more we elect those kind of people, the better off we're going to be to fight the, the negative trend because it's so negative and so, um, again, against the values that we Christians have to stand up. And, you know, and even if you're not a believer, stand up for your value system, right? Because family values and so forth, which leads me to the last thing I wanted to talk about, which is the education that's going on and some of the vile things in the sex education portion, in particular, curl my hair. <laughs> they just do. Wow. Can you speak to that, Mark? Because um, I know you're a proponent of family values. and There was a horrible <laughs> bill that was passed, oh, I'm just going to say about uh, uh, 10, 12 years back, which basically took the, uh, the, the power of, away from the parents and from the schools, in fact, the local school boards designed their own uh, sex, sex education curriculum and it put it in the hands of OSPI and the bureaucrats. And um, again, something which is uh, which is is so laced with values and what a parent's uh, job is to teach their children has been taken away from parents and now put solely in folks who may not share your values at all. And now we're starting to see this new curriculums come out. And and if uh, if uh, if you saw some of the curriculums going on, you'd be sh absolutely shocked. You can read about it in the papers and everything else, but it absolutely comes down to the fundamental idea of who. Who's going to teach values to your children? Is it going to be Hollywood, some unelected bureaucrat, or is it going to be the parents? So we need to put the parents back in control of what's being taught in school. And right, um, at right. least have the local school board be responsible rather than, you know, the people in Olympia and the state capitol right. who may not share your values right. at all, who may be completely opposite and hostile to your Christian set of values. Well, I know some of, uh, some of my friends have you know, done their homework, done their research, and they've gone in and wanted to simply, you know, talk with people at the school district, they won't talk to them. They will not, and they will not tell them what's going on. They will not. But you can you can find out. And that's why we need open, transparent government yes. that's yes. supposed to serve <laughs> the people, the people, the parents. So right. who's in charge here? The parents? The voters, or is it unelected bureaucrats? So that's what we have to decide. And who's going to decide the values? Again, um, um, you know, we should be uh, have have the the quote unquote the customer, the parent in charge of what's being taught, yeah. rather than somebody else who you may not. Uh, yes, and just like you know, as far as campaigns and so forth, it used to be something that's really riled me up uh, locally has been the very negative and flat out lies being told, for instance, about Dino Rossi. Well, cripe, that, um, okay, you know more about that than I do in terms of why is that happening? We have more, the, the money and the all the control now is not in the candidate's hand. It's in the 
big packs. Exactly. What has happened, and this has happened over the last 20 years, when I first ran for office and first got elected, you know, all the money was funneled through the candidate. So the two candidates took responsibility for the ads being put out there, the message, the facts. And so if this, some facts were wrong or outright lies, you got held accountable to that. And that was good. But then it started about 15 years ago because of some Supreme Court decisions, these rise of these called independent dark money packs. And mm. now most of the money being spent elections are spent in these independent anonymous packs. Wow. And they can lie, cheat, and steal, send whatever message out there, out there. And so now we see all this negativity going out on TV, uh, slander, literally. Oh, it's you know, big it, time it, slander. It's not, it, yeah, yeah. It's, but you're not allowed to slander. It's, it is okay to slander elected officials. And and um, I remember, Bill, I had to say that you can't lie against an elected official in a campaign. Nope, the Supreme Court said you can't lie. So, so, so we've lost control of the money and the message. The elected officials have lost control of the of the, of of the me their message. So it's time to bring back wow. the civility to cam campaigns, at least like it was it used to be just 15 years back. So I, yeah. I'm afraid this is going in the wrong direction with the rise of Facebook and and this uh, the social media. And you know, there's Katie bar the door. There's no restrictions on what is being said there, and um, and now you worrying about how you know this is open to even children, the vulgarity and the profanity being oh, it's linked, terrible. Yeah. linked to campaigns <clears throat> and everything yeah. else. And so again, that's another thing about the debasing of our political civil debates. Yeah, it because people, I don't think people have. have are really aware of the fact that it's out of the candidate's uh, hands. It's out of the candidate's hands. But let me tell you, with what we're seeing, the Democratic PACs are vile, straight up. And we're not seeing the same kind of vileness coming from the Republican side. But it it really angers me to see the lies. It, again, lie, cheat, steal, they're okay with all the above. And I'm so not okay with that, nor... nor you know, I really believe that there's a lot more people out there that are not okay with all the lies. And do your homework. Find out where the lies are. You know, I mean, in the case of Dino, for crying out loud, he wasn't, he had no, he had no touch with any of that that was uh, done in, what, 1930 that was taking money away from, uh, the so-called taking away from children. That's all bull. It's just straight up lie. And it makes me very angry. And the answer is simple. Put, give the money to the candidates. Yep. Let the candidates take responsibility and the heat when they put out stuff that is incorrect yeah. or slanderous. Yeah, because or I think that at, at this point, people are assuming that the candidates do know that the candidates are in control. And they aren't necessarily. And so, you know, people, you've got to do your homework. You've got to stand up for what you believe is right, true, and good. And not be afraid to do so. Not be afraid to do so. When you see things coming out negative towards Mark or towards Dino or towards any of these people that, that I know personally, and I know their value system personally, and I know darn good and well the lies that are there. And you can, again, go find out. But how many of us do that, right? How many of us go and really find out the It's truth? very difficult. But it, you can do it. You can find out. But don't. I guess the bottom line here, what I'm trying to say, don't believe everything you hear just because it's on television does not make it gospel by any means. Listen to the candidates, their heart, their mission. And I so appreciate your being here, Mark, today to share your background, who you are. And, you know, and and I know that you have stood, stood, stood for 
you know, good, solid values for family, for schools, et cetera, for, for years. And we want to reelect you to keep standing because that's our only hope. Thank you, Carlos. Joy to be here. It's always energizing listening to you. Thank uh, you. Uh, spread the good news. Thank you. Well, it's right back at you. Yeah. And again, I just want to encourage uh, everybody out there when those ballots drop, vote. Vote for Mark Melosha. And I can say that with every fiber of my being. This man is a man of integrity and true values. And if you hold anything in Scripture dear, you want to vote for Mark Melosha, no question. Um, absolutely, and we stand together to try and and change the negativity and the vileness that's going on in our schools. And I know, Mark, you really do uh, support healthy schools. You have for years. Absolutely. And uh, it, it appalls me to know that girls are hauled off for abortions in our schools, our local schools, and parents are not, they have no clue. And and that's done with taxpayer dollars, which makes it even scarier. And they don't even yes. tell the parents at all what they're doing. I know, that is. So anyway, we'll see you next week. Come back and God bless you. Have a wonderful week with God's excellence in you. Bye-bye for now. That special touch of God's excellence in you.